Welcome back, listeners. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. On today's episode, we're diving deep into a groundbreaking research paper titled Multiscale Cortical Morphometry Reveals Pronounced Regional and Scale-Dependent Variations Across the Lifespan. Now, if that sounds like a mouthful, don't worry. We're here to guide you through this scientific expedition. The paper we're discussing today is authored by Caroline Lieberg and colleagues, and it tackles a fundamental question in neuroscience. How does our brain change as we age? And not just change in the way you might think. This paper looks at cortical morphometry, which is all about measuring the shape, size, and structure of the cortex. That's the outer layer of the brain. Right, Jen. To put it simply, our brains aren't just shrinking uniformly as we get older. There's a complex dance of changes happening, and they vary across different regions of the brain and different size scales. Most research up until now has looked at broad metrics like thickness and volume. Exactly. But this paper takes it a step further by analyzing the brain's morphology at multiple scales. Think of it like adjusting the zoom on a microscope. At each zoom level, you might see different patterns. That's what this is about, but for the brain. And they didn't just look at a couple of brains. The researchers took data from over 1,400 participants, ranging from 6 to 88 years old. They scanned their brains using MRI and processed this data to build a model of brain change across the lifespan. So what did they find? Well, traditionally, studies have shown that measures like cortical thickness decrease as we age. But by looking at different scales, this paper reveals a more nuanced picture. That's right. They found that while some changes, like the overall surface area of the brain, were consistent regardless of scale, other features, such as how folded certain parts of the cortex are, showed very different patterns depending on the scale you look at. And it's not just about scale. The changes also differed dramatically between different regions of the brain. Some areas showed a remarkable amount of change early in life and then plateaued. Others had a more gradual decline or even some late-life increases in certain measurements. This all points to the fact that the brain is incredibly complex. But why does this matter, apart from satisfying our nerdy curiosity? Well, understanding these patterns has big implications for diagnosing and tracking brain diseases, like Alzheimer's. Not to mention, this research could help us understand more about how the structure of our brain contributes to cognitive abilities and how we might preserve brain health as we get older. We're fascinated by this study, and we think it's a significant step forward in brain science. Not only does it challenge our current understanding of brain aging, but it also demonstrates the power of looking at the brain in high detail through multiple perspectives. That does it for our introduction to today's topic. We have a lot more to cover, so stay with us as we discuss the key concepts, methodology, and implications of this exciting new research. And now, a quick word from our sponsor, Crystal Tuba Tech Inc., bringing your music to a glistening future. Are you tired of playing a regular trumpet that only delights the ears? Do you long for an instrument that tickles all of your senses at once? Then it's time to upgrade to the breathtaking, the magnificent, the absolutely bedazzling, crystal clear crystal trumpet. Astonish your audience as your symphony, quite literally, outshines the competition with an actual rainbow. Picture this, you're playing a sweet serenade, 
and with every note, an eruption of colors showers your admirers. It's like a unicorn in brass form. But wait, there's more. Our trumpets are said to be visible from space. Okay, not really, but with how they sparkle, would you be surprised? They're perfect for jazz musicians who want to add a bit of pizzazz to their gigs, or for marching bands hoping to blind the competition with sheer brilliance. So, if you're ready for your music to shine bright like a diamond, and literally, then you know what to do. Head on over to Crystal Tuba Tech Inc. and make every note you play a gem. Trust us, with these instruments, you'll be the light of the concert. Just don't aim at airplanes, folks. Seriously, that's our disclaimer. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Tom here. And this is Jen. Today, we've got a fascinating episode lined up for you, focusing on the intersection of graph neural networks, toxicology, and few-shot learning. Exactly, Jen. We'll be diving deep into an innovative paper titled Benchmarking Toxic Molecule Classification Using Graph Neural Networks and Few-Shot Learning. To give you a bit of context, this work is particularly important in the fields of drug discovery, environmental risk assessment, and chemical safety evaluation. Right, Jen. Traditional methods for detecting toxic molecules are often expensive and time-consuming. This paper addresses these challenges by utilizing the power of graph isomorphic networks, multi-headed attention, and free large-scale adversarial augmentation, along with few-shot learning. Before we dive into the core of the paper, let's set the stage with some key concepts. Graph neural networks, or GNNs for short, are machine learning tools that process data structured as graphs, which are perfect for representing molecular structures. And few-shot learning, or FSL, is a technique in machine learning where an algorithm learns to recognize new classes from very few examples. Super useful in scenarios with limited data. Exactly, Tom. Now to the meat of it, the research paper's objective. The authors aim to advance graph classification tasks in predicting molecule toxicity by combining innovative GNN architectures with FSL. They used an array of methodologies. Firstly, graph isomorphic networks to learn invariants and symmetries within the molecule's structure. They've also employed something called multi-headed attention, a mechanism typically found in models like transformers, which helps to focus on different parts of the graph differently. Along with this, they introduced adversarial data augmentation, which generates tough edge-case-like training examples to better teach the networks how to classify molecules. Their key findings were impressive. Their method, combining all these techniques, achieved a state-of-the-art AUC ROC score of 0.816, besting the baseline graph convolutional network model. That's an 11.4% improvement. As for implications, this could mean a huge leap forward in drug discovery and environmental risk assessments. These models can now potentially predict toxicity with incredibly small amounts of labeled data, a game-changer for the entire field. Absolutely, Jen. And in our conclusion, it's clear that this paper presents a vital step forward for toxic molecule classification. Integrating graph neural networks and few-shot learning like this could open up doors we haven't even thought of yet. It's been a fascinating discussion today, Tom. It's papers like these that remind us how dynamic and exciting the field of machine learning is, especially when it comes to improving human health and safety. Definitely, Jen. And for all our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this journey through such a cutting-edge topic. 
Don't forget to tune in next time for more intriguing discussions and insights from the research world. This is Jen. And Tom, signing off. Thanks for listening, and keep on learning. Are you tired of the endless battle against the dust bunnies? Do you dream of a world where pet hair doesn't plot its takeover of your couch? Then it's time to call in the big guns, or should we say the tiny heroes, introducing Nano Nibblers, Inc. Listen to them go. That's the sound of cleanliness. Our swarm of microscopic cleaners will infiltrate your home with the motto, we swarm, we nibble, we conquer your clutter. They're like tiny, tidy terminators programmed to scrub your space down at a molecular level. Say goodbye to grime and hello to shine. Worried about the environment? No need. Our nano-nibblers are eco-friendly, biodegradable, and turn your dusty sins into clean energy. So you can kick back, relax, and breathe in that not-so-artificial intelligence. Get your swarm today and join the revolution of cleanliness. Nano-nibblers, Inc. The future is tiny and immaculate. And absolutely adorable. Call now and we'll throw in a free magnifying glass so you can watch the magic happen or not, since they're, you know, nano. Nano Nibblers, Inc., for a mess-free tomorrow today. Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast, where we delve deep into the realm of molecular models and their implications in drug design. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen, ready to unpack the complexities of structural biology and computational models. Today, we're discussing an exciting paper accelerating inference in molecular diffusion models with latent representations of protein structure. This paper, authored by Ian Dunn and David Ryan Coase from the University of Pittsburgh, is a significant leap in the field of computational drug design. Absolutely. It addresses a major bottleneck in the application of diffusion generative models, which are crucial tools for predicting molecular structures and interactions. Let's set the stage for our listeners. In the context of structural biology, understanding the 3D structure of proteins and how drugs or ligands interact with them is pivotal. And over the years, the use of graph neural networks, particularly in the form of diffusion models, has been on the rise for this very purpose. But there has always been a trade-off. While detailed all-atom protein representations give the best results, they are computationally expensive and slow. Enter this paper, where Dunn and Coase propose a novel architecture that finds a middle ground, retaining the high quality of all-atom representations, but slashing down the inference time. Before we proceed, we should clear up some terms for our listeners. Jen, care to explain some of the jargon we'll be using? Gladly. First, let's talk about diffusion models. These are computational procedures that gradually add noise to the data, here being molecular structures, and then learn to reverse this noise-adding process. This reversal essentially guides the model to generate new plausible molecular structures, a process vital for designing new drugs. Next, graph neural networks, GNN, are machine learning models that process data structured as graphs. Molecules are naturally structured as graphs with atoms as nodes and bonds as edges. That's a great explanation, Jen. And finally, latent representations are a way of encoding complex information into a compressed form that a model can still interpret and use effectively. With those basics out of the way, let's dive into the paper's core methodology. The researchers introduced a novel GNN-based architecture designed to learn these latent or condensed representations of molecular structure. 
What's remarkable is that they trained this model end-to-end -end with a diffusion model for the de novo, or from scratch, design of ligands. They showed that their model achieved comparable performance to traditional all-atom protein representations while exhibiting a three-fold reduction in inference time. In layman's terms, they managed to make the process significantly faster without compromising the quality of the predicted molecular structures, the holy grail in this area of research. They also employed what's known as an equivariant diffusion model, which is clever because it considers the symmetry properties of space that molecules inherently possess. Right, and for the geeks out there, the authors also made use of geometric vector perceptrons within their GNN structures, this is quite an advanced approach tailored for molecular data. Their findings are groundbreaking. This could greatly accelerate the drug discovery process by enabling the rapid generation of molecular structures and their evaluation. Not just that, Jen. It could potentially revolutionize how we perform large-scale virtual drug screenings, exploring millions of compounds and their interactions with various proteins. And we must mention the real-world implications. With diseases evolving and the constant need for new treatments, this research could cut down the development time for new drugs, saving costs, and, more importantly, lives. To wrap things up, the key takeaway from accelerating inference in molecular diffusion models with latent representations of protein structure is that we can now predict molecular interactions much faster and just as accurately. It's a prime example of how computational advancements are rapidly contributing to the fields of biology and medicine. This work could be a stepping stone to many more innovations in drug design and beyond. It's been a fascinating discussion, Jen. The fusion of computational science and biology certainly holds incredible potential for the future of healthcare. And with that, we've reached the end of our deep dive. Thanks for joining us on this intellectual journey. Stay tuned for more episodes where we unravel the science that shapes our world. This is Tom signing off. And this is Jen. Keep questioning, keep learning, and catch us next time on our award-winning podcast. Are you tired of counting sheep that just, well, don't want to jump over the fence? Fear not, fellow dozers. Presenting the Game Changer in Nighttime Escapism, brought to you by DreamScope Galactic Inc. With our patented dream telescopes, you don't just get a peep at the stars. You plunge into a pillowverse where you captain the ZZ ship. Meet Sir Snoozalot, your quirky AI navigator, taking you on a bedtime story that's truly out of this world. Traverse the fluffy nebulae, dive through snorehole galaxies, all while snuggled tight in your own bed. And if you shiver at the thought of the dark side of the moon, dreamscopes, mood lighting constellations, and, oh yes, space lullabies have got your back. Sleepless in Seattle? More like snoozing in the stars. So why settle for boring old REM when you can Remy rocket through the cosmos? Join the slumber party at the edge of the universe with Dreamscope Galactic Inc. Recharge your dreams and both peer into the pillowverse. Welcome to today's episode of our informative and detailed podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving into a fascinating paper titled Reproducible Image-Based Profiling with Pycidominer. This paper is significant because it addresses a common problem in the field of high-content microscopy, the lack of standardized reproducible methods for processing high-dimensional single-cell features from microscopy images. 
Before we delve into the technicalities, let's establish the context. High-content microscopy has undergone tremendous growth over the years, offering an expansive view into cell biology. That's right, Jen. The deluge of data from such experiments necessitates a robust bioinformatics approach to handle and make sense of it all. This is where image-based profiling comes in. It processes this data to extract valuable insights into cellular functions and responses to various treatments. PyCytominer, hence, comes as a game-changer. It proposes a robust, community-driven, open-source Python package to process image-based profiles, bringing standardization and reproducibility to the table. In the research paper, the authors discuss the process of generating inputs for PyCytominer. This involves imaging, where cells are treated with various perturbations, followed by staining using fluorescence dyes for microscopy. Once the images are acquired, complex image analysis is performed to correct any quality issues. Then, cell segmentation is executed to identify individual cells, which segues nicely into the extraction of morphological features such as cell shape and size. This is where Pycytominer flexes its muscles. It processes these image-based profiles, providing a toolkit for researchers to engage in meaningful downstream analysis. Speaking of the toolkit, Pycetominer is built upon modules such as aggregation, normalization, feature selection, and batch correction. Each module addresses a critical need in the data processing workflow, ensuring the derived profiles are ready for expert analysis. Conclusively, the paper highlights that the use of Pycetominer promises wide-reaching implications. By fostering consistency and reproducibility, it enables researchers to make accurate conclusions, driving progress in fields like cell biology and drug discovery. Now that we've set the stage, let's buckle up and explore the paper's methodology, key findings, and the broader impact it could have on scientific discovery. During our core discussion, we will dissect the paper's objectives, the scientific techniques employed, and the results obtained. The research is especially indispensable when considering its potential impact on drug discovery and our understanding of disease pathology. And as we wrap up, we'll provide a comprehensive conclusion, summarizing the key points we've discussed, including personal reflections on Pycetominer's potential revolutionized cell image analysis. We've got an exciting journey ahead of us, so let's get started and unravel the complexities of reproducible image-based profiling with Pycetominer. Stay tuned and enjoy the learning experience. Has your head ever felt a little unadorned? Well, have we got the fashion accessory for you. Introducing Satella Couture Inc., where they're not just throwing shade, they're casting signals. With the world's first satellite hat, you can elevate your thoughts. And satellite your head. Imagine the love child of a baseball cap in a space station. Want to send a text? Don't lift a finger, just think it. Lost? Not with your hat's GPS? You're like, Woods, where? It's the dome piece that keeps on giving, with a mini dish that's more than just chatty headwear. Plus, every sunny day is a charge fest with the solar panel brim. Oh, and school crazy hat day? Shh, you're not walking in, you're orbiting in. Costume party? Beam in with a satellite hat and outshine every astronaut in the room. So, cap your cranium with Satella Couture's satellite hat and transmit your style sky high. Yes, shoot for the stars, or at least broadcast from your bonnet. Thanks to Satella Couture Inc. for sponsoring this podcast. Elevate your thoughts, satellite your head with Satella Couture.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Today, we have a fascinating topic at hand, the mysterious world of non-deterministic linear thresholding systems and their deterministic origins. Get ready to dive deep as we decode a recently published paper by Anna Laddock and Michael Shapiro. This paper could potentially reshape our understanding of neural activation and cell intrinsic gene regulation. That's right, Jen. Before we dig into the details, let's offer some context on why this paper is significant in its field. Non-deterministic systems are prevalent in biological contexts. Think about the noisy environment of cellular processes or the brain's activity. In these models, you have a set of objects like neurons or genes, which can be on or off, firing or not, expressed or not. What's tricky is that these systems operate with a degree of randomness due to noise, and yet they need to perform reliably. Now let's explain some key concepts and background for our listeners. The main idea of a linear thresholding system is really akin to a light switch being flipped on or off based on the cumulative signal it receives. Imagine each gene or neuron sending signals, little molecular messages, to each other. These objects then add up these signals and decide whether they'll turn on or turn off based on whether the sum exceeds a certain threshold. The paper discusses deterministic systems, which are quite predictable, and then extends the conversation to their non-deterministic counterparts, which are affected by noise and therefore less predictable. But enough with definitions. Let's delve into the core of this paper. The researchers are aiming to uncover the deterministic structure lurking within these noisy systems. They propose that even when randomness is introduced, the original predictable system can still be discerned. As for methodology, the authors examine the linear thresholding systems through mathematical and computational lenses using linear algebra, dynamical systems theory, and probability. Their results are groundbreaking. Even with the presence of noise, they found that the deterministic nature of a system dictates the probabilities of its states. In a way, the randomness doesn't completely obscure the system's inherent logic. Moving on to the implications and applications of these findings, this might mean we can better understand how brains store memories or how cells decide their fate in our bodies, which has enormous implications for both neuroscience and developmental biology. And concluding, this paper has given us a new way to look at biological complexity. It shows that beneath the apparent chaos of life's processes, there might be an underlying layer of predictability that we're only just starting to grasp. Our personal reflection. It's as if the authors have provided us with a decoder ring, one that might eventually allow us to predict and possibly control these seemingly random biological systems. We hope you found that as exciting and inspiring as we did. Do stay tuned for our next episode where we'll continue to unravel the wonders of science and technology. Until next time, keep those minds curious and those questions coming. Have you ever found yourself wishing your prehistoric petunias packed more of a punch in the present? Or maybe you've discovered that your medieval mint has mingled messily with your modern marigolds. Well, fear no more, fellow Flora fans. Introducing the innovative invention from Temporal Rake Enterprises. With a flick of the wrist and a swing of the rake, you can be the master of your garden's fate, across all eras. That's right, Jen. Whether you're dealing with overgrown orchids from the Ottoman Empire, or dandelions that have danced through the decades, 
Our patented temporal rake is your go-to gadget for getting those gardens in gear, timeless style. With quantum tines so fine, they detangle the flow of time without harming a single stem or leaf of your chrono-cultivated crops. Say goodbye to paradoxical petunias and anachronistic azaleas. With Temporal Rake Enterprises, both, we're combing through the fabric of time so you don't have to. Call today for a free chrono consultation and make every epoch in your estate exceptionally exquisite. And remember, with Temporal Rake Enterprises, you can always put time on your side and in your garden. Both Temporal Rake Enterprises, where we've got all the time in the world.